My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla 27! Is in the house. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, Tom. Your level of enthusiasm rises far beyond oh the importance of the my. show. This show is going to be so good. Wow. All right, then let's uh, start. Let's because, do it. Because I'm a little frightened of you right now. So I have a little pre-show rant. Go. I saw an i8 the other day on the freeway, first time. It was pretty nice. Pretty good-looking car. I looked yeah. it up, and I was like, oh, i8, BMW, electric yeah. supercar. Yeah. That thing is sweet. Yeah. And only $140,000. How much How much electric range do you think that car has, Oh, Herbert? somewhere around, I believe, 20 miles. What the? F- mm. Okay, seriously. Why? Don't. No. No. It's not. It's, it's not electric. No. Ladies and gentlemen, on Thursday, we're going to stream the Model 3 event live. You know why we're going to do that? <laughs> because we didn't get invited. That's because why. That is the biggest reason. <laughs> Since we didn't get invited, we're going to get together here in the little Herbert studio, and I'm going to stream it live because it's due to start at 8.30. We'll start our stream at like 8.15 and start chatting and getting all excited and Tom, and we'll talk about some stuff and some Model 3 news and some Will expectation. Will there be drinking? They'll be drinking. Nice. There'll be little tiny fries. We'll get some pulled pork sandwiches. But the reason that you'll log on to us first is first. because you know it's not going to start at 8.30. No. And you're going to have to have somebody to talk yeah. to. Yeah. So we will start doing a show if it goes long. We'll find something to talk about, Tom. The i8. Okay, stop. Why? Why does it only have... Did you know this? You yeah, obviously I knew. You knew this. I obviously knew I didn't because I came this. up with it. I didn't know this. That pissed me off. Well, it, it, it made me angry. I don't understand piss me off. why. It was just like, it's just like a silly, I don't know. Why did they make it then? So that they could say it's a fast electric car and say it's like a Tesla? But it's, it's not an electric car. It's not even. It's not. 140,000 miles. <laughs> Do you know how much $140,000. Yeah, it's like uh, $10,000 per mile of range. It's just a gas car with a bit of a little electric. Mm. I do like All the right. i3, though. The BMW i3 with 80 miles of range. Starting to grow on me. I a like little that bit. little boxy thing. I've always liked it. You've always hated it. I like it. Only way I like it is in the single tone paint configuration. I don't. I don't like the two tone paint configuration. Wow. Don't like the i8 in the two tone paint configuration. All either. of you out there that have a BMW i3 yeah. mm-hmm. in a two tone paint. Uh huh. Tom just called you losers. <laughs> uh, no, not losers. I said I don't like it. No, I think you, you understand said the losers. difference. Do you understand no. the difference between opinion and outward hatred? No, no, no. I don't know what you're you talking don't. about. You don't. Under- no idea. You don't. Let's understand. do the first story here. Oh, EV let's connect. do it. Oh, so EV this, connect. This goes about your and my concern about charging infrastructure. EV Connect is a company that yes. one. A grant, not a grant, a contract from the California Energy, Energy Commission, Commission. Thank you. To complete these routes as part of the West Coast Electric Superhighway, they got a small portion of the bigger routes to add, you know, dual chargers and a Chatamo charger. Fast DC charging. Fast a, DC charging. So they're, you know. Not uh, supercharging. Well, not supercharging because it's only tested, but fast charging, DC and some normal Chatamos and some normal. Uh, RJ 1166666666. Yeah. 
That's the word. So good on yeah. you. Charging infrastructure is increasing, but I'm going to get back to the Tesla's charging infrastructure in a little while. So let's bring in our fine friend, uh, Robert Rosenblum, for his thoughts about this electric highway, as people are calling it. So I'm, I'm on one hand excited about the electric highway running from Tijuana to Vancouver. The only problem is that, uh, you know, that's the highway for everyone who isn't a Tesla. Fast charging is a euphemism because it's nowhere near as fast as it would be if you were in a Tesla. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking this is a little bit dubious as far as providing people with a route to take their Nissan Leaf or their Chevrolet Bolt all the way on a long trip because you know, going from Los Angeles to San Francisco, maybe it would probably take 10 hours or going to Portland. Oh my God, never even consider that. It'd be like the old days of getting in a wagon and being pulled by oxen. It also raises again the cluster, the absolute cluster that is the different charging standards that different cars use that are not necessarily compatible. It is a cluster and has to get fixed if we're going to move forward. Yeah, it's a definite heartache because it all of this all of this confusion and barriers just keep people from adopting electric vehicles. It's almost as if there's some somebody pulling the strings behind the curtain as if there were a conspiracy, but evidently uh, Chevrolet fought with Nissan early on in around 2010 because uh, Chevrolet didn't want Nissan to get sort of the leg up in the United States, so they denied the Chademo, and Nissan fought back. They tried to get the Europeans to adopt Chademo as the single high-speed charging network, and the Europeans didn't like it, and I think it's because they were in bed with the Americans, and it's just a mess, and it just shows that uh, you know commerce isn't always the best way to get something done. You need some organizing factor. The construction is about to, is scheduled to start in the third quarter of 2016 and take about 12 months to complete. They're going to be at a Flying J truck stop, which is cool. I like Flying J's. A Staples, uh, like staples. office superstore, not the, not the basketball arena. Yeah. And the Hiltons. So it's growing. It's getting out there. EV Connect is a company that is sort of a consultant to other companies who want to have charging on their yes, properties yes. and stuff like that. So they'll do consulting and installation and constructing all all forms of helping businesses find out what EV connections work best in their situation. They're good people. Robert also found us a little thing about the Tesla Powerwall. He found the schematics to the Tesla Powerwalls and I think there's some interesting stuff in there. First one. I looked at those schematics, by yeah, the way. Yeah, did you learn anything from those schematics? I learned that that thing is heavy. The one the one takeaway that I had from that, honestly, how long have we known each other? We've known each other for many, many years. hundred years, it feels I've like. seen you hang things on your walls in very, let's just call them very sketchy ways. Haphazard. <laughs> Haphazard. <laughs> Haphazard ways. I would recommend to you as a friend that you not be the one to install the Tesla Powerwall. This thing weighs 247 pounds. Holy hell. It needs a nice, solid bracket. That's like hanging you off the wall. Yep, almost. Damn. How dare you? You're very big, though. <laughs> I am very big. Very muscular. Yeah. Um, and and the interesting thing about it is you sort – it looks like from the installation thing – well, first off, you need a Tesla in, 
certified installer. Mm -hmm. That's not you. No. Just for the record, that's not you. And at one point, I believe you mount the entire package on the wall, like the whole box. It comes in this palletized, wooden, very heavy box. I don't know how the UPS guy is going to deliver this to your house. You've seen the guy's rip. <laughs> yeah, he like, put the thing up on the wall. Well, you don't. Well, a person who knows how yeah, to properly this. mount things will put it up on the wall, and then you like you put the, the whole crate on the wall, and then you remove the crate. It's fascinating. You have to like take the back off the crate, prepare the power wall, put the back on the crate in a certain fashion, and then put the whole thing back on the. It's yeah. You don't want to be touching the back of this thing when it's plugged in. It's uh, it's interesting. It sounds very complicated. It's very, I, I looked, won't be getting one. I don't think. It and looked I won't very be complicated. Therefore, installing one. But it's they're here, and it's they're happening. Now. All right, you got a fun story for you. Fun. You gotta have fun stories. I Tom. love fun stories. I didn't love this one, but I do love fun stories. No, it's a fun one. Uh, so this is from uh, Electric. Yeah. Do you see? I got it right. Electric. You taught me how to say that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it goes like this: you uh-huh. uh, you're gonna drag race an Alfa Romeo in your Model X because your Model X has got ludicrous mode and you're really fast and you want to beat an Alfa Romeo four C, which I understand is quite a fast car. And so what you do is you take an Alfa Romeo four C and you attach it to your X, and you tow an Alfa Romeo 4C, and then you drag race another Alfa Romeo 4C, yeah. you beat it, uh-huh. and then Elon tweets out, we've got a new way to make your Alfa Romeo 4C go faster, <laughs> yeah. drag it behind a Model X. Yeah. So That was funny. Yeah. Silly. There's a picture of it on our website. It's funny. The, it's, there's a picture. There's a video. Very bad video from the start line. No, very, very bad. When we first heard this story at the office from you... We were all very curious as to how they attach this alpha to it. We were like, is there a little V-bar, toe bar at the back of mm-hmm. the X? And and then they just dragged it. No. No, that's not what they did. They put it on a trailer. They put it on a giant trailer, which probably weighs as much as the stupid alpha anyway. So really, the Tesla's towing two trailers, <laughs> two, two alphas, and still beating the other alpha. Now, okay. I made a note at the bottom of this. I found this to be interesting in absolutely no way at all. I don't understand why people are doing this. This was done by Motor Trend. What it's the done for why? Fun. It's silly. Why? It's it's. It did makes, it get me to click on it? Yes. Oh did it get hundreds God. of thousands of it people does. to click on it? Did it? Yeah. Does it? Yeah. But does it also make people think of like electric cars are novelties, or do you think this really? Who would look at moves? that and say novelty? They'd go, "Oh my God, that's amazing." Who? thinks that this is really moving the needle forward when they see cars doing uh, stupid things. You never see them doing this with a a suburban versus an explorer towing another explorer. Like no one's ever done this before. The, the Why truck, do they uh, the truck ads do it all the time. I got my truck I can go up a hill with kangaroos in the back and, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just a way of it's showing like, how muscle it is. It should have been like some clown I'm music. Pull you back. Chevy Bolt is in pre-production. This is from CNET.com. So yeah. the first pure electric the GM has made in 17 years Not ago. true. The Sorry. first I pure mean, electric? Not, no, it's not true. Okay, what I other mean, pure electric? I mean, that's cool. The EV Spark. Thank you very much. Is that true? Well, CNET, you made me look stupid. <laughs> you should read the comment section. That's right. The EV Spark is a pure electric. Anyway. Yeah, nice try, uh, whoever wrote this article, dude. <laughs> Five-seat hatchback. Remember this? It's going to deliver in 2016, later in the year. That's this year. That's this year. Supposedly. This year. That's this year. That's true. 
Um, 200 mile range, but the details are still sketchy. They're yeah. not saying it's exactly. It's 37,500 uh, base, and so with your federal tax credit, somewhere around 30,000 as a base. Yeah. And so the question is, who will win? Will this be a Model 3 killer, Tom? No, Go. It will not. Why is that, Tom? Because it doesn't have supercharging. Thank so you. So I've now driven my Bolt up the coast to 200 miles. Where have you gotten to? You've gotten... You're Going almost like, a Harris Ranch. Sure. No, I'm not. It's I'm past Harris Ranch. Oh, you're past Harris Ranch. You just passed the, the Luke House at well, Harris so Ranch. So you're on the five. You know what? I'm going to take the coast up. Maybe right, I'm up in San Luis Obispo. Yeah, I, don't I think, think that's even farther. No, I don't know. It's some lovely coastal it's town. Beautiful, anyway, beautiful it's lovely. lovely coastal. But you've got to be in San Francisco. With sea otters. Three hours later, frolicking. You've got a what? very important meeting. No, with Google. I'm not going to. I'm not going to make it because I Why have to charge my car for nine hours. Even if I find a Chatamo and this car has that capability, which I'm not convinced that it's going to have that capability of fast charging. Well, Tom, I've got a little bit of interesting information for you. Now, everybody who listens to this show knows that there is a confusing array of different charging options for a variety of electric cars. And it turns out that the Bolt uses another standard called CCS for quick charging. And there's only five of these in Southern California. You know, we're talking, you know, 20 or 30 million people, five of these things. And actually, Green Car Reports noted, and this was in January, in an article that they had about the Bolt, that uh, GM has no plans, according to one of the GM executives, they have no plans in expanding this CCS network. They said it would be a good idea if somebody did, but they specifically are not going to go out and build this fast charging network for the Bolt. So again, this really limits this as a car that you could use on longer trips. If you want to do fast charging, not going to happen anytime soon, at least in Southern California. It doesn't have supercharging. But I will tell you this. Please tell for me. For 99% of the time, this yeah. car is beautiful. Yes. Commuting, soccer practice, yes. all the other good stuff. And yes. it's quite a looker. There's some pictures you like on the, the website in pre-production. From the pictures, I think it's it's nice. It feels a little bit smaller than my RAV, but it's like that sort of mid-size kind of SUV crossover, although I think it's smaller than that body style. I think it looks very utilitarian. That's what we need. Yes. Throw some supercharging in it, and it beats Tesla. I wonder... I wonder why Tesla hasn't shared its supercharging technology with anybody else. It has. It's open sourced all the, t- the technology. Why aren't other people using it? Because uh, I think it's expensive. Here's the thing. I'm so excited that they got it, that this electric car is coming out. Yeah. More and more electric cars is good. But if I had $35,000, so yeah. this car, the if. Chevy, <laughs> if. versus – if it could happen. <laughs> this one versus – the Tesla, it's not even a competition. But you haven't seen the Tesla yet, so maybe I the don't Tesla... even have to see it because I want a real car and therefore I need a supercharging situation, as you've described, so I wouldn't get the Chevy. Unless the Chevy is somehow way better in some other way, the lack of the charging rapid infrastructure. I mean, this is not a car that can go longer distances than daily commutes, which is, again, fine for most people. If you're a person who doesn't do that... Yeah, that's fine. And obviously, there... The Chevy Bolt is going to be very widely produced very quickly. Yes, it will be available. There'll be that one assumes. <laughs> right. When they've announced it, it and then they've actually built it. it. <laughs> so that's a bonus. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. And their Chevy Once dealers, they're both shipping, I can't see why I would get a Bolt over a Tesla. 
I mean, you could live in a place. You could live in a place that doesn't have supercharging, anyways, in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. You could just be one of those people who just have like a lot of Chevy hats, and you're just you want a Chevy. You want to buy American, but I don't. Well, Tesla's American, also. Just oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> so here's another new EV car coming along: Hyundai uh, Ion Ionic. Ionic. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, sir. Uh, wait, hold on. How were you going to pronounce it? Ion IQ. I mean, that seems pretty wordy, wordy for a car. Very lo- we're going to say it's, it's the Ion IQ. It's a gas uh, EV. No, it's going to come in three different versions. Yeah. It's going to be a gas version. Uh-huh. It's going to be a hybrid version. Yeah. And it's going to be a fully EV version. Boom. The EV version is going to have a 110-mile range. Drop the mic. Something like that, we think, because it hasn't actually been tested by our EPA here in Los Estados Unidos. <laughs> but in Europe, uh, they say it's going to go further than that. But the Europeans, when they rate their electric cars, they say they do twice as far as they what? actually do. How? Do you understand that? Well, they just I couldn't they understand put them at the that. top of hills and they roll them down and go, look how far the electric car went. I don't think that's They're, what they do and they don't use that stupid ass leprechaun voice yeah they do either. look at this no seriously like what do they do because does that well, obviously they're driving them at 35 miles an hour on the flat and the american one is supposed to be more real world they go up hills go down hills they go some fast they do some slow so in europe they're like they All drive them exactly like 35 miles an hour yeah so like the tesla must have a nine thousand mile yeah range it's rated i think conditions. to be able to go around the world <laughs> The around the European world, the, the world of in European groups. style. All this and the interesting thing about it: these are the people who bring us the autobahn, a place where you can go quite fast. as fast as you want, technically. Mm-hmm. And yet, well, they're not all Germans. No, I understand. Europe is a series of countries. No, I understand that. Also, that often goes to war. No, I, under, I understand all of history. that. I understand all of that. Yeah, I just and they don't I just find that they're not all Irish. No, they're not. All Irish. Anyway, 28 kilowatt <laughs> battery. It looks interesting. We don't know about the charge it looks space. okay. And uh, I just like the fact that there is more EV choices. They're coming. This next article, very, very interesting to me. It was by autoblog.com, and it's about the Model 3. Some people are predicting 100,000 units reserved on the first day at $1,000 per reservation, that is $100 million in, in seed capital. Is that a lot of money? In the car business? I don't think it that's actually is. Hell, really. I don't think it actually is. But I bet for Tesla, that's a pretty good amount of cash where they could buy some new rolls of aluminum or steel or you know, whatever. It's made out of babies and steel, I believe we uh, I determined. I don't think it's made out of babies. So, yeah, this is really interesting. I was thinking i'm not going to go to the store see here at on march 31st at 10 a.m across the world you go to the store you can put in your reservation that's right right? you can wait in line with all the peoples i thought i'm not going to do that i'm just going to do it the next day online because there's not going to be that many people as soon as the event starts late the website's (laughs) going to turn on for reservations that's how they're doing it um so i thought i'll just you know, I'll wait until that thing turns on. But yeah. if they're saying 100,000 people are going to do it the first day, that's probably like the first year's production. But you So get, I want to get in there early. But you get priority as a Tesla owner. I do? You're a double Tesla owner. Yes, Tesla has said Thank in you, press Tesla. release after press release. Two press releases. Press release after two press releases. <laughs> yes. That uh, in order to thank Tesla owners for being there from the beginning. Yeah. 
they're going to get priority in the Model 3 lines. Thank you. Are you going to sign up for one of these puppies? Well, we talked about this. We've talked about everything. Are we going to put... You're going to put a thousand on one. I'm going to put a thousand, thousand in Tesla, Tesla stock, stock, and we're going to we're going to see what Race. happens. I think uh, I should probably have already done that because Tesla stock has rebounded massively since it was down, uh, oh, uh, like around 157. It's up to like 227 or so today. But the one interesting thing about this article that you may have missed was there's a leasing company in the Netherlands who yes. wants a thousand of them, and what they're doing is this. They're finding people who are willing to put $1,000 down, and then they are going to buy all of their cars from them. Because yeah, they can't get they a can't thousand. Do of a them thousand. From so it's Mister Green is the company. It's a yeah. leasing company. They're in already the leasing S's and such. And he wants a thousand of them on day one. So yeah, there. Uh, here's my concern. Let's say it's true. Let's say they do a hundred thousand orders the first day. That's very exciting. Good on you, Tesla. Moving things forward. It freaks me out. And you know why, Tom? I What's know the why. best thing about oh, a Tesla? I know why. Supercharging. Thank you. What happens when a hundred thousand more of these come out in the first few months? We've got a problem. What Build you, more superchargers. What do you think is the situation in supercharging if Tesla is going to charge Model 3, if it's a $300 option or $3,000 option. option? If you somebody came to you, Tom, and said, look, I'm thinking of getting one of these uh, Model 3s yeah. and uh, it's two or $3,000 to get yeah. the supercharger, what would you tell them to do? I would tell them to get the supercharger Thank you. and not all the stereo. Every single person yeah. is going to get supercharging. I think you're probably right. Although I... Because when no, if you look actually, at the mic- I think you're not right. I don't think every single person is. 99%. I think a majority of people are definitely going to want to get supercharging. Yes, I think that's okay because this is also going to allow Tesla to build some. Yeah, they could put. What if they put the whole hundred million in a new supercharging network? That'd so two hundred on- new superchargers stations. They cost about a quarter. Nobody knows exactly, but a quarter to a half million for every right. supercharger station. So that's pretty good. That's, look, that's good. It's not great. Well, if they're quarter million dollars, it could be 400 new superchargers. If those are based in My areas... Well let's, well, let's talk about it. So as soon as about- Tesla gets the orders, they're going to be like, they're going to have what we call in the business data, right? Zip code data about, okay, well, you bought this car in this zip code. We should put 10 superchargers in this area. So maybe it will bring superchargers on corners like gas stations. Maybe it'll bring what you've always wanted, Tesla supercharger cafes. Thank you. I'm going to start that company. Supercharger cafes? Supercharger cafe. I'm going to become a trillionaire. All right. Rob wants to take a guess. Uh, five this was bucks. me. Was this was me oh. again. Well, let's do it. Five oh bucks. My let's God. do it. Five dollars right now. How many orders are they going to do the first day? I'm saying they're going to do 50,000. You go. The first 24 hours, 50,000. If their website does not go down, and we're including people waiting no, in no, line no. at stores, yeah. over 100,000. Over 100,000. For five dollars, four hundred and eighty-two. All right, we let Rob play the game as well. Let's see what Rob thinks they're going to sell in the first twenty-four hours. Well, you know, I think the Model Three launch is going to be—it's uh, it, drawing as much uh, frenzy as the Model X, maybe even more, because you've got all kinds of lay folk who are not yet Tesla owners who don't have the bucks to plop down a hundred grand on a Tesla who are just dying to get one of these things. So the speculation of how many orders they're going to get, I, I would say within the first, just the first 24 hours, 
I say 120,000 orders. And now there are reports of a Model S price increase as well as maybe some stylistic changes. Is this a surprise to anyone? Reports from Electrics. Fred Lambert, who says that there's a price increase coming and there is word of a new Model S this spring, perhaps that 100 kilowatt version that we've been hearing about from the hackers. Yeah. And probably they'll change the console to look more like the Model X. Not sure if there's going to be any external styling changes. I doubt it because uh, their production is already stressed at the moment. So uh, that's interesting. If you're going to buy a bottle, bottle S, a, a Model bottle S, of S's? Then, uh, and you want to get the cheaper version, you should do it now. Yeah, but, but I'd be I think pissed if I will always right. be a cheaper version. Yeah. You know what I'm going to be pissed about, though? Uh, probably many things, but go ahead. I'm going to be uh, getting my Model X in a month. Very excited about it. All very juicily excited. Uh-huh. And you know what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. Two months later, they're going to have the 100-kilowatt version. I'm like, I wish I had had that option. Because I would pay extra money for a bit more range. That's how I roll, Tom. <laughs> For an extra 10 kilowatts of range, an extra 10% of range, another 25 miles, I'd yeah. pay some extra dollars. How much? How much would I How pay? How much would you pay? I think I've done this before. Actually, we can do it online right now. We can look at Model S70 versus Model S90. Yeah. The difference. So I'm going to jump in here and uh, sort of VO this because we tortured the absolute mm out of it. So the 70D at a base configuration does 240 miles, right? And it costs about $60,000. The 90D stripped down does uh, 288 miles. So we're talking another 48 miles. The difference in cost between those two is about $13,000. And if you do 13000 divided by 48 miles, you're talking about $270 per mile. So let's just make it for simplicity's sake. They're going to charge you $300 for um, each mile of extra battery. So if we say the uh, X came in a uh, 100 kilowatt version versus the 90, then you'd be paying about $7,500 to go from a 90 to a hundred uh, kilowatt hour battery in the X. This is just an estimate. Just made it up. Just pulled it out of the air, based on the difference between the cost of the 70D and the 90D. You're talking somewhere around for a new version if they come out with it, about another. I'm guessing $7,500 to get that extra 10% of range in the X, for example. This is just another know. interesting aside. This was from CNN.com. There's this airliner called the Airlander 10. It's the world's largest aircraft, according to CNN, although CNET, which is, I think, a division of CNN, has uh, shown that they can be quite inaccurate. It's helium-filled. It can fly <laughs> for five days. It can land pretty much anywhere on land, sea, or snow. It was originally planned for as uh, a U.S. military ship, but then they gave up on it, and it could be the rebirth of airships as we know it. I personally want to go back to the time of airships, cigarettes, and martinis. <laughs> no, so don't. I'm excited about about this. You do not. Oh, yeah. You do not. This is a show yeah. where we talk about Hyperloop because yeah. you want to get to San Francisco and L.A. in 20 minutes so you can get a sourdough bread bowl of chowder, which you don't even like, like chowder because it's got chowder in it. Like sourdough. And now, you're, <laughs> and now you're saying that you would like the return of yeah. – Airships. I that need to go slow down in my life. Sick. No, you don't. I need to <laughs> really? slow yes. down. You do need, need to, to slow down, but you're not going life. to. I need to sit on a giant helium-filled <laughs> bum because it looks like a giant <laughs> bum and just leisurely go to San Francisco or New York on one of these little airships. It'd be cool. All right. It's a very romantic time in American history. <laughs> 
Except when the Hindenburg. Blew Except up. for that the exploding, and everybody blamed. Blame. Everybody's all over the Hindenburg, like it was the only airship that ever burned in flames. People were dropping out of the f- others, sky all the time. Others burned. Turns out when you put hydrogen yeah. in a big balloon, it can ignite. Yeah. And you don't have what we refer to today as I don't know technology. You know what's interesting sort of about the Hindenburg the fire? You've all seen it. Yeah. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the. Hum- mm-hmm. You know what was burning? What you see burning there? Mm-hmm. The, the out- physicists told me the like, skin. Yeah, it wasn't actually the hydrogen because that burns without a flame. It's just all the wood that was made of the Hindenburg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the hydrogen setting. helped. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> the, there it didn't was help. The hydrogen uh, provided the sort of let's call it the combustion point <laughs> <The> fuel. <laughs> All right, so you but, don't like this. Why not? Uh, I don't – it's not that I don't like it. Uh, here's my note. Go. At first I thought this was kind of silly. Yeah. Then I read it. It's not crazy, but it does feel like a step back in time. Being able to get places that's difficult for airplanes I found to be the most interesting aspect of this thing. Uh-huh. So you could potentially land this thing on the top of Machu Picchu because – I'm not walking up there. <laughs> let's, so be, let's be honest with you. Or or even imagine silently floating on an afternoon adventure at like the level of the Grand Canyon oh, in this lovely. thing. Wouldn't that be cool? Lovely. Right? So I've already come up with a couple of interesting yeah. touristy ideas so for it. And that's what I'm saying is I think – that I came around if they're going to use it for stuff like that. But I'm not going L.A. to New York or uh, New York to London in an airship. That's not happening. But I could see, let's call them old people, the cruising (laughs) set, being interested in something like that. Because what the hell else do they have to do? Why the hell not? Old people, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> uh, Tom does not represent talking Tesla. We are. His opinions are We're both own. old people, me and you. We're getting so close. I get AARP and cruise ship uh, brochures in the mail pretty much every week. It's upsetting. So, Hey, I'm this thing is going to get – they're going to make an even big one. So this thing is big, and I can't remember the uh, tonnage, but it was a lot. It was but They're going to build one that's five to ten times bigger as a, as a cargo vessel. But it's a diesel. Well, they could put electric fans on it. They need to change it. They need to change it. Clean diesel. It's probably It was built with four independent diesel motors because it was military spec. And the military is like, well, what if one fails? Well, what if if two two fail? fail. And and wait, hold on one more time. What if three fail? And I bet you they're not even making them all on the same day in the same factory. They probably mix that up like you should do with your hard drives. Anyways, that's what I have about that ship. I thought it was cool-ish. For very, very limited usage, I don't really see it taking off there. But I think we were even thinking a bit too narrowly. Rob's got some other ways you could use some of these uh, dirigibles, as they are, or were, or airships. I'm not sure the difference. And the thought that one of these things could actually, like, pick up a mobile field hospital and drop it in the middle of a disaster zone without any roads around, and then just flick a switch, the generators come on, and you, boom, have a hospital ready to roll. That just excites the heck out of me. Uh, a couple of letters to finish this off. Did you? Oh, wait. I did have one more thing before we finish it off. So last year, yes, on April 1st, yeah. Tesla invented, announced the Model W. Yes, they did. <laughs> I remember that. Right? This was April Fool's Day. And I don't know if you guys know what the Model W was, but it was... A watch. It was a watch with like Big, Big Ben coming off like your wrist. Sticking off of it massively. It was funny. And at the very bottom, if you search the Tesla blog, there's a lot of hilarious posts in the Tesla blog. Yes. 
And if you search the Tesla blog, you can see some photos of it. And at the very bottom, it says, this is not at all in response to our competitive nature or some, something towards a company that just announced a watch. So pretty funny. So what do you think Tesla's going to announce this April Fool's? It's the day after the Model 3 event. They're going to say Model 3? April Fools. We were kidding. We never were and we're not giving you your money back. Yeah, we just got a free hundred million, the biggest well, not even close to the biggest corporate fraud ever no, in the history of America. Here's Andy from Tucson. He says About your wife's trip to Vegas, oh, I don't this was to trust me. the trip planner Thomas in the car when it tells me I have enough charge to continue. I'll either go another 10 or 15 minutes yeah. or I've planned the trip using the EV Planner app or uh, website. So that EV Trip Planner is yeah. really good. But he says, when I, tra- when I plan my trips on this EV Trip Planner, which is, again, outstanding and free, he usually puts things in like, I'm going to drive at 85 miles an hour, not 70 miles an hour. Right. And uh, he does stuff like that to really make sure that he's got plenty of range. Uh-huh. And so he was just suggesting that that's how you do your trips. You always... Charge a bit more and you always put in the trip planners if you're doing what makes sense to me. I do the same thing. Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. And that's what I was recommending to her while she was doing it. And and she, you know, she did that to an, to an extent, but she still got close into Vegas. And, and obviously, once she got to Vegas, everything was all hunky-dory because there's a destination charger in the hotel. Which hotel did she stay at? The Cosmopolitan oh, of lovely. Las Vegas. Lovely. You're doing a little show at the I Cosmo. am. Just a tiny little show. Wish you could make it. Yeah, it's not possible. Yeah, no, I know. You can't can't possibly because you've retired from medical conferences except for everyone else's medical conferences. Except when they're in Hawaii, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, or Chile. Or Chile. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Look, thanks for listening. I'm going to tell you, we've got other podcasts, you know. We've got the the Shabam, which is a science podcast. It's for for the whole family. It's fantastic. Shabameth. And we've also got This Won't Hurt a Bit. Which yeah. is a medical science humor podcast. Never hurt me one time. It's so, so you know. good. We talk about you know drugs, mm. caffeines, <laughs> extreme running, death and dying, yeah. living, for CPR. The medicine for the lay person. It's so good. One of the best. It is. It's really good. There's also a Supreme Court briefing. Supreme Court briefing. That if you like the Supreme really Court in a non-judgmental partisan way and learn about Supreme Court things. Right. So good. Past and present with Rich Orman. Rich Orman, very, all part of the uh, the network, the network of free podcasts here at the Fooly Boo. Broadcasts, we call them. <laughs> broadcasts. Why do we? Call That's them a that? terrible name, actually. No, they're podcasts that are free. They're not broadcasts. I was I was putting oh, two words putting together. together. Free and podcast, broadcast, but. But that sounds like they're not they're not real, like they don't give real information. They're just fraudulent. There's, we only have one broadcast. That's this, this one. one. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye now. So I should walk away and drop the mic at this point, but I want to tell you about what we're going to do for the Model 3 event. Now, obviously, most of us can't go, and most of us are probably going to watch that live stream, which starts at 8.30 on Thursday, and you can find that at the Tesla um, Motors website. But we're going to do something interesting here in our little studio. Tom and I, about 15 minutes before that starts, before it's due to start, we're going to start our own little live stream where you can chat with us. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen and get all excited. And then when the live stream begins, you can stay with us as we'll be watching it and streaming at the same time. Or you can jump over and watch the event just through Tesla's site. And then you could come back to us at the end if you'd like, and we'll give our two cents. And we'll be able to chat with you via a chat client that's going to be on our live stream. And you can find all of this at TalkingTesla.net. So again, just before the event, maybe 15 minutes before, around 8.15, we'll start uh, streaming live chatting and then we'll stay until the end of the event and give our two cents um, in that fashion 
So if you're bored, you want somebody to hang out with, hang out with us. If not, we'll talk to you next week. My name's Mel Herbert, and this has been Talking Tesla. Because we're talking. 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 Talking.